Good day everyone, this is Eric L. Martin, and this is Engaging Life's Moments Presents At the Border Part 2. If you had not had a chance to listen to Part 1, please do me a favor, pause this podcast and go listen to Part 1. Very important, because I talk about the narrative of child trafficking springing to head within the last few months with the zero tolerance policy and with the opportunity to go to the border town of McAllen, Texas. I wanted to speak with people, speak with organizations, speak with border patrol or anyone who had any information. There had been any recent last few months of child trafficking if you listen to part one I had an opportunity to speak with the women of faith and they were outside of the detention center in McAllen praying for the men women and children and if you had listened to their prayer a lot of it talked about open borders and no child should be in caged and no child should be enslaved and they're very adamant about you know, praying to God that these children should not be put into the conditions that they were placed into. I was not naive to the immigration issues that has plagued the United States for a long time. I was very aware of what's happening, but I think to the extent that it was happening, I will admit I wasn't truly aware of the extent of it. I think we all have, I believe, some common knowledge on what's happening at the border and obviously other countries below the U.S. border. But hearing everything that happens, the process that it takes to... You see someone, they're taken in, they are placed into detention centers, and then they are placed in other areas. I think being able to see this process kind of play out like really helped my view and understanding on what we hear on the news and what's actually happening. Now, what you will hear is you hear an interview from someone that I met and you'll actually hear me on location while I was there. I'll give you more information in reference to that. So please do me a favor, do not turn away, stay tuned, because what you're about to hear will shock some, but to others it will be common knowledge. I will say that I was in that shocking slash common knowledge phase, but being able to hear it for those who are working directly 
at the border, dealing with immigration, I think that it will shine some light on what you already know and what you probably don't know. Remember how I told you after lunch we were trying to get into another spot, but we were not able to get into? Well, after the rally with the Women of Faith at the detention center, we were given permission to tag along with them to get to the same spot that we were initially not able to get into. So we're super excited. We followed them to the Catholic Charities. And this place, which you'll hear a little bit about, is once they are processed through the detention center, right? Everything's been approved, they're good to go. The refugees make their way to one of many centers. And this was one of the centers we, we were able to get into. Okay, I am here on location at the Catholic Charities RGV. It's a humanitarian respite center here in McAllen, Texas. And I've actually run into several people. We're actually wanting to kind of get into the Catholic Charities RGV to maybe pray over some of the, the women and children, but I've actually come across several different people uh, with an organization. Um, one of them is Ann Chandler from the Tahari Justice Center out of Houston. Now she's here. She is the executive director. So you actually hear a quick interview uh, from her today. And so I've actually met another couple uh, that they uh, deal with uh, trafficking with their organization and I will get you more information from them soon. She's, she's an expert in human trafficking. She might be able to answer your question. Hi, my name is Eric. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So obviously, the kind of the narrative that you've, I've heard in the last few days is you know, child trafficking is happening and it's, it's you know, rampant or whatever. Do you know anything about, like, there's been any reports about trafficking? It's happened in the last few months, especially with the, the policy being put in place. Well, I mean, I did listen to um, President Trump's news conference, and again and again, he says traffickers are bringing into this vigil. I'm not sure he really understands the legal definition of trafficking. I see him mixing the words smuggling and trafficking for the individuals that have been apprehended and having their parents separated. I am not seeing many of those coming out of a trafficking situation. I am seeing them coming out, often using paid smugglers to get through a very dangerous uh, journey. Uh, at Tahre and the work that we do, we find that a good percentage, I would say a majority of um, women and girls, uh, when they don't have smugglers, are raped and sexually violated along the way. And so many individuals do pay for support getting through Mexico. There's more deportations of Central Americans out of Mexico than in the United States. And what they're fearing is often, you know, 
they're deaf or they're afraid, <laughs> many uh, are, are terrified of being in their home country, um, thus do pay for uh, smugglers to get them to, into the United States. Um, so, so you're saying that the smugglers are, are actually... Or the parents are actually paying smugglers. Yes, yes. And so there's a difference in our law between smuggling and trafficking, right? And trafficking is when someone's body is being exploited. They're not being paid for their labor, whether that's commercial sex trafficking or forced labor. It goes back to our slavery definitions of involuntary servitude, debt bondage. And it is true that some of these individuals have been trafficked in San Pedro Sula, in San Salvador and Guatemala and for that reason need to get safety into the United States. It is true that some of the Central Americans while traveling through Mexico are apprehended by the cartels and forced into commercial sex. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but those that I have not seen trafficking enterprises on any scale physically bringing in Central American migrants into our country. I see Central Americans. You you mentioned smuggling and trafficking. Right. Children, are they wanting to be smuggled to the U.S.? Are you saying that they are? Yes. Yes. Is that because Uh, parents are saying, hey, you should should want to be smuggled to the U.S.? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, children frequently come on their own without any smuggler. They don't have any funds to do so and are riding La Bestia and the trees to get to the U.S. border. Other times there is a parent that is terrified about the safety of that journey. Um, It's said that at least 60% of the unaccompanied girls who are traveling on their own are sexually exploited during the journey. And so uh, many do try to hire someone to keep that child safe through the journey to reach the United States. Does that mean that there's an explosion of human trafficking now on our southern border? No. That necessitates family separation? Not at all. You know, the response on our border should be one of empathy, understanding, giving dignity, and let's permit these individuals, if they are afraid to go to their home country, present the evidence of, of what is their background and why they're here. Okay. And so yeah. what organization are you with? I'm with Tahere Justice Center. Can you spell the first part? Sure. And I have a card that is both fascinating yet heartbreaking at the same time. Knowing that parents are willing to risk the lives of their children with people they may not even know, and sometimes by themselves, to go through a thousand mile journey, a treacherous and arduous task of just reaching the US border. Most times not even making it across all because families, parents, believe that the journey is worth more than what's currently happening in their immediate countries. That is a hard pill to swallow, knowing that parents are willing to risk their children's lives because they feel that immediate death immediate danger that is worth the risk I'm not a parent and I can't even begin to fathom parents wanting to do that definitely a hard pill to swallow 
Up next, you will hear some of the rustling and bustling that happens across the centers, including the Catholic Charities. And have you heard of the term tip of the spear? That's next. Charla, Anna, and I, along with the Women of Faith, were given a tour of the Catholic Charities facility. And what you hear now is just the normal rustle and bustle that happens every day inside the facility. And you will actually hear an audio of me inside on location. So the clapping you hear are new families who've already been processed through the border patrol and they're here now and they're going to be receiving food and clothes and toiletries to take with them and send on where they are going to be going. Where they're going to be going, not quite sure, but we know they've been processed already through Border Patrol. And now they're coming here to the Charity Center. In the interview earlier, Ann Chandler made a point of making sure that we knew the difference between smuggling and trafficking. Yes, those two are different in definition, with trafficking being an exploitation of one's body for sex or for labor, but I don't know if I can actually tell the difference between those two because children are being used. Whether or not we agree with one side or the other, do we agree with how immigration is doing, or do we agree with parents or needing to risk the lives of their children, but do we have to be that naive to what's happening? As someone who wants to be a parent, you know, the one side is saying, yes, I want what's best for my children, but am I willing to risk the lives of my children? And then the other side is like, come on, immigration, got to do better. We, we have to do what's best for the children because what we see on TV, it's pulling our heartstrings. We're, we're seeing the stresses of, of children and crying and images of them being in court you know, with no one being there. 
we, we have to do something, right? It, it, there's this anger that we have to have. You know, and, and I, I'm not trying to like place the majority of blame in certain areas, but I just I can't help but teeter to both sides. You know, let's do better on one side and I gotta send my kids, but then you know, I wanna say, parents, why are you doing this to your kids? Or I wanna say, come on, government, let's do better. But it's hard to make that distinction between the two. Where do you stand? And a friend made a great point. Is that parents are having to make a decision on the evil that they know or the evil that they don't know. Up next, you hear a gentleman who has an orphanage. And he used a term called tip of the spear or point of the spear. And why kids are coming over. Nice to meet you. So you talked about how you have a lot of orphans. And essentially orphans, when they kind of first come, they are dealing with trafficking issues. Is that an experience that you... No, No, they're not. We we get abused, abandoned um, children. And uh, usually they come through a family member, a grandmother, an aunt... A pastor might bring some who, where children were abandoned at the church. So, and then we go start a process, a legal process, that we have legal custody of them. The gentleman you are hearing has an orphanage along the border. The only way they get their children back is if they, whatever situation caused them to put their children in is resolved. And his organization is doing great work. Got their, got their act back together. For orphans and for children along the border. And I cried the whole day. <laughs> The kids that came, we were so attached to them. So is the cartel involved in you getting custody? Mm, no. Okay. No. You can just do it's that legal, through a, a, legal a local yeah, government. Lawyer, local lawyer. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. If, if you're familiar with military tactics, it, it's the point of the spear. Because everyone, no one wants to do anything against a child. So they use that to open the door. And as soon as the child gets in, then he can bring all family in. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a wicked situation. And I don't know how the cartel is involved in that. I know they are involved in the No matter how you slice it, children's lives are at stake. Children are being used. And we must do everything we can to ensure that children locally and around the world are being taken care of. We must ensure that our children are flourishing. Let's be sure that we are not remaining in our bubble and remaining naive because there's so much that is happening in our local communities and around the world. 
and you can help. If you would like to give to Catholic Charities, you can go to my website at engaginglifesmoments.com. If you'd like to also donate to the orphanage, you can please do the exact same thing. I didn't mention the orphanage by name for its protection, but if you give me a comment, I can direct you that way. Stay tuned for next podcast. It involves children and guns. Talk to you later.